All right, welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. Uh, today we are talking about something that's very, very special. Um, and really, it, I'll just go ahead and say it outright. It is the most important ministry of them all. The most important one. Um, so my name is Seth, uh, and today we're joined uh, by Carl. John's not going to be here today, so uh, welcome in, Carl. Thank you, man. Happy to be here. Yes, Glory sir. Amen. Um, I'll just go ahead and straight out the gate. Carl, uh, this this ministry that we're going to be talking about, um, Carl carries this type of ministry. Uh, I think one of the best I've ever seen anyone. Um, so it's going to be really special to hear from him today, uh, especially about how he's kind of stepped into this. Um, so specifically, we're talking about the ministry unto the heart of God. Uh, and how you know we can go and minister um, out in the public. We can go and do ministry in the church. Uh, we can do ministry by feeding the homeless. And these are all amazing ministries um, that the heart of God will will imprint on us to go and do. Um, but the most important one that I think often gets overlooked um, is ministry unto His heart. And so we're gonna kind of crack that open today. What is ministry unto the heart of God. What does that look like? And how can I begin to step into that more today? And so we're going to kind of take you on a journey um, and then also give some revelations about how we've been able to step into that more as well. Amen. Amen. So I think, Carl, um, why don't you start off? I, I think it'd be really powerful for you to start off and just sharing with us how you've kind of begun to step into this and, and really what this looks like for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, this um, this journey of ministering to the Lord, I would say, started for me about um, almost three years ago. Um, I moved to Tennessee three years ago, and um, a lot of people know my story. Um, but uh, when I came to Tennessee, I was homeless essentially, um, and I came with a bag of clothes, and I ended up at a um, Christ-centered recovery facility here in Tennessee um, called S2L in Woodbury, and um, so. When I got there, the reason this is so relevant is because I grew up in the church and um, ministering to the Lord, from my perspective, looked like going to church on Sunday and um, sit down, stand up, and then live your life throughout the week. And um, there wasn't any genuine intimacy that I perceived. Um, And so I knew that there was something missing. Um, from my understanding of what ministering to the Lord looked like. And so when I got here um, and I pulled up to Tennessee, uh, much of what I learned as a kid had been lost. There was one verse that, that the Lord really put on my heart when I got here, Jeremiah 29, 13. It says that we will seek him and find him when we search for him with all of our heart. Hmm. And I just really remember this journey starting for me there where it was like, okay, Lord, I want to seek you with all of my heart. What does that look like? How do I do that, Lord? Um, And um, that's kind of where it started for me. That's where it started for me, just choosing to seek him with all my heart every single day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I really um, can relate to that because I think a lot of us, we, we grow up in um, a more traditional style church where, you know, kind of the level of depth is we go in, 
And we've talked about this before, but we go in and we hear a sermon and we sing a few songs and we're out of there. And we really don't have it oftentimes modeled for us mm. what a life of deep intimacy with God looks like, uh, what a life of uh, pursuit of Jesus and his presence looks like. And oftentimes I think what happens is we get really me-centered when we come to God. So when we come to God uh, in prayer or scripture or, or whatever it may be, when, when you set aside time to say, God, I'm spending time with you today, a lot of the times, and, and for me growing up, it was more so, God, what can I get from you today? What do you want to give me? Or here's my requests. Here's what I'm going through. And, and God delights to hear our request. He delights to be there for us and to help us in life. Um, but really what we're talking about today is coming into the presence of God saying, I'm not here to get anything. I am here to solely pour out my love on you. I'm here to worship you, to adore you, to praise you, to sing of your praises, to declare your wonderful acts, and to simply lift you up in the kingly place that you deserve. Uh, and so it's it's totally selfless. It's this selfless act of saying, I am here, God, to bless your heart. Um, and we see this in the scriptures a lot about how God deeply, deeply desires this. Um, so Carl, I would just be interested, what, what does that look like for you now? So when you say, I'm going to go right. and minister to the heart of God, practically, because we're going to tie in practical things with this, what does that practically look like for you today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, today, um, I think being attentive to his heart is very important. Being attentive to his heart and being attentive to his voice and shutting everything else off. I think mm. it was Stephanie Gretzinger, I think, that said it. She said something along the lines of, it's not true worship until everything else is is gone until he's mm. the only thing that you see wow because because he is worthy right he is worthy of, of everything that we have um for me i often reflect on everything that he has done that does put me into that place of of, of adoration of of gratitude of thanksgiving um the bible tells us to enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving right and then then yeah. um from that place um you're able to really just meditate on on who he is, on, on the magnificence of who he is. Um, it's, it's impossible without his Holy spirit though. Like you can't, you can't see Jesus, right? It says that mm. no one can confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, but by the Holy spirit. So like, there's this element that we have to lean on the Holy spirit to take us to this place of adoration, oh. to take us to this place of being able to minister to his heart because no one's going to be able to reveal the heart of God to us better than mm, God. That's right. Like by the Holy Spirit, we're able to minister to the Lord. And and, and um, I think that we really have to be attentive to, to what it is that is pleasing unto him. Sometimes it's high praise, right? Sometimes we minister yeah. to the Lord by jumping up and down and praising him with all of our um, uh, our body, mind, and soul, and heart. And we always do that, but it comes out in different ways. I would say that sometimes ministering to the Lord for me looks like just being completely still. Mm. Like, But regardless, I think it always requires an element of death. Mm. I think that there's this element of dying to ourselves, like you're talking about, where we come to Him, not for what's in it for me, but like, but, but like Lord, how do I... <laughs> Jesus, what is it that you're asking of me right now? Yeah. In this moment. And if we really get still and die to like 
the thoughts that are trying to take our attention. Yeah. We die to the opinions of man that are trying to steal our peace. We even die to the opinions that we've concocted um, towards ourselves that say things that are contrary to who he says that we are. Mm. And we lay all that down and we say, okay, Lord, like it's no longer I who live, but, it, but it's you who lives in me. I've been crucified with Christ. All those, all those truths. And we, we kill those things and we sit with him or we stand with him or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, sometimes he has me do wild things like stand up on a chair, dude. Or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> weird things man but it's all coming from this place of being attentive to what i feel he's asking Mm. that's that's really beautiful man i think uh we see jesus do that um he he leaves uh crowds of people that he's preaching the gospel to and we would say oh my goodness why would you just leave hundreds of people that are hungry to hear more of your words and go be with god but jesus like this is more important it's more important to go minister to the heart of God right now. We were, we were just talking about before this, what did Jesus's ministry to the Father look like when he mm-hmm. snuck away to the mountain? Um, what did that look like? <laughs> um, but to your point, Carl, I think one of the questions that has really helped me in this place and being attentive to the Holy Spirit, because it says the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God. And so if the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God, the Holy Spirit is the one who can lead us to the heart of God. So one of the questions I like to ask God before I start to minister to him and adore him is how would you like me to minister to you today? Uh, And taking time to pause and let the Holy Spirit communicate, oh, today I would like you to sing to me. I would like you to sing to me. Uh, Today I would like you to write me a poem. Uh, Today I would like you to call up one of your friends who has been having a tough time and I want you to buy lunch for them and talk with them and that will minister to my heart today. Um, and so this this type of ministry doesn't always look the same in every moment. It doesn't always look the same for every person. Um, and I think that's what makes it so exciting Amen. to say, Holy Spirit, where are you going to lead me today so I can minister to the heart of the Father so he can take delight in me, so, so he can enjoy the fruits of his labor that he, he thought of me he created me, and I want him to enjoy me. Just like a husband enjoys his wife, I want to enjoy and take pleasure in you. I don't want you to just work yeah. for me all the time, work, work, yeah, work, work. Yeah, yeah. I want to take delight in your presence, and I want you to speak sweet things to me today. Amen. Speak softly to me. What do you love about me? I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, and so there's a, there's a beautiful piece to this. It's not work. And I think this is something uh, that... We were, we were talking about earlier that a lot of times we can see ministry as work, but really this type of ministry is a privilege that we get access to the presence of God. It is a privilege um, that we ought not take lightly. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that, Carl? Because you had some really good stuff on that. Hmm. Sorry, yeah. Sometimes I, I really do just like to soak in like moments, um, and and man, it's just so beautiful being living stones who house his his presence and his glory. Because when you're when you're talking, even as we were talking about these things specifically before, it was like there was conviction being released into my heart for like, Lord, please forgive me for ever um, just trying to rush into that 
place. I almost like to sometimes like, like you have to set aside that time. I think in a lot of times, um, we can rush into that place of like, okay, Lord, I, it's time to be with you again. It's time to be with you instead of like really understanding that full revelation of like, I get to do this. Like right. I get to minister to the heart of God. Like I get to minister to the heart of God who created every single heart mm. that's ever beaded in, in existence. The one who spoke and uh, everything came to be. Um, yeah. Hit that question one more time. Sorry. I was just really getting uh in that moment, there. Um, treating treating ministering to the heart of God as a job yeah. rather than uh, an honor and privilege. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can speak to that um, in my own personal life lately. I'm, I'm uh, in this interesting place with the Lord right now, where it's like uh, it, everything's like a blank canvas. Like every comfort that I had, even that I found in doing ministry, because um, for a long time and and uh, you know even, even now he's, he's taking this out of me of striving to earn his affection or striving to earn his attention or striving to like be accepted or like through works, you know, um, finding my worth or my value or my merit there. Hmm. Um, and so, um, you can get caught up serving in ministry of always, always ministering and, uh, ministering to people instead of ministering to the heart of God. Um, one of the things that he shared with me, um, at the end of that last chapter was that I had turned him into my job instead of my life. And I know I've shared that with you, but I think that that's really important for anybody who's serving in ministry. Like that's a challenge. Like, let me ask you, like, are you serving the Lord because it's your job to do, or is it your joy? Have you stepped away from that place of first love, um, in, in revelation and he's, uh, edifying the churches, um, I can't remember which, which church it was. Was it, um, it's in revelation one when, when the challenge is like, you've stepped away from this place of first love. Right. And, um, when we encounter God originally, we're able to love him because he first loved us. Right. Um, Lord, may it never be that we turn you into a job instead of our life. And I think meditating on that reality meditating on that it's his life in us that is at work. Um, yeah, um, it, it, it can't ever just become a job. It can't ever just become a going through the motions thing. It has to, you have to stay in that place of first love. And I think that can, that takes this like continual dying to yourself and dying to understanding or perception or whatever gets in the way of seeing that. I guess clearly. Right. One of the things that I think fuels um, this desire in us to be with him uh, is reverence. And in my opinion, um, we have lost in many cases in America, I, I would say this, maybe um, maybe you've lost this. I've lost it at points along my life. Uh, I'm actually trying to regain this, but reverence for the presence of God. And if we look back in the Old Testament where the, pre- the presence of God was not accessed by everyone in that time. There were specific chosen people who had access to minister to the heart of God. Right. Um, these, were, these were the Levites, the priests, that God specifically chose to be ministers unto him. Um, and so the type of reverence that I'm talking about is if you went into the holiest of holy places in the tent of meeting and you were not a priest, or even if you were a priest and you didn't have on the right garments— 
you would immediately drop dead in the presence of God. Um, the Israelites, when they were in the wilderness, God was directly speaking to them and they were so terrified of his face and of his voice and of his just magnanimous glory mm. that they, they begged and pleaded, God, will you please elect a prophet who can intercede, who can hear from you for us and they can speak to us because we are, we are too afraid of your incredible glory that we're experiencing right now. We can't handle it. Um, even David, when, when the Ark uh, of the Covenant, w- which was housing God's presence, right? It was, it was lost, and it comes back. Uh, David dances with joy in the streets. He makes, he makes himself look silly because the presence of God was returning back to the Israelites. Um, so there's this type of reverence. <laughs> even another one. If you touched the Ark accidentally, there was somebody that dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Because they touched the ark and they weren't carrying it the right way, so there's a level of reverence that gives the presence of God power and authority in our life. If we don't, I think if we don't have reverence for the presence of God, then we won't we won't sense His authority in our midst. Uh, we won't be aware of it. Um, and so, coming to a place where we say, "I'm about to enter into the presence of God," or or "I'm." I'm making myself aware of the presence of God right now and kind of pausing and, and taking a minute and saying, what's about to happen? What is happening here now? This this is unprecedented. This this is not just a small and tiny thing. This is a very big deal. What's happening right here? What's happening right now? The presence of God is in my midst. He is in me. He is with me. And, and that reverence, I think, is going to fuel and, and help bring... Um, importance to this type of ministry. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. Um, just as you're just talking, um, I was with, um, I was spending some time um, with uh, some Latin American brothers and sisters recently. And, um, there is this language barrier there because we speak different languages. We can speak very, very little to each other. And um, like in, you know, if I speak English, they understand very little. However, there was something that we were all centered around um, during our time together. And that was the presence of Yeshua. That was the presence and the glory of God. And there was a moment where, um, uh, we had spent the whole day together and um, we were just kind of unwinding for the day and we, um, we we stepped into the presence of the Lord together and um, one of my brothers, he was just, he was just weeping and crying. Wow. He, he was just weeping and crying because, because, um, you know, I, I, I can't speak to exactly what the Lord was ministering to his heart in that moment as he was ministering to the Lord and just pouring out his affection towards him. But I will say that he came from a different place to a place he did not know because the Lord said to. So he was being attentive to the voice of the Father. The Father was saying, hey, I need you to come from this country to this country, and and, and, and um, I need you to serve me here, and um, I will reveal more later. So often in the word we read of, um, and then the Lord said, like uh, in Acts, uh, we were reading recently, and the Lord says, hey, go to this place, go to this place, and that's it. That's all he tells them. But like by faith, 
we say yes, and by faith we please him. So by faith in the presence, we're able to minister to him. Because there's plenty of times um, that I've been in God's presence by faith, not by uh, this crazy, glorious, um, like, feeling or mm. overwhelming encounter in that moment. But by faith, like, I'm stepping into his presence. Right. Like, by faith, I'm stepping into the courtrooms of heaven. Mm. By faith, there's angels around him singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come, and he's coming back. So, like, by faith, like, we understand these truths. Like, by faith in the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, um, we're able to understand these truths. And um, in this moment of all of us, different tribes, tongues, and nations ministering to the Lord together, as, as my brother's just weeping, I was just, I was on my knees and, and, and I was, I was, I was physically coming into agreement with like who God is. Like I, I was going through a hard day and I was uh, in the middle of a deliverance and he was delivering me from like sadness and loneliness and, 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 and just feeling out of place. Like, just feeling out of place. And um, I always have a place with him. I always have a place with him. I always know I can go to his feet. I always yeah. know that I'm accepted by him by faith. Like by faith, I take these things to heart. Um, but I just yeah. remember this specific moment where um, we were all just singing, you know, our own songs to the Lord. And we actually experienced that the other night at Rooted. There was a few moments where everyone was singing their own songs to the Lord. And it doesn't even have to be a, a verbal song. It could be a song of your heart because it's right. our hearts that minister to the Lord's heart. Um, and in this moment, I just, the Lord blessed me with this revelation that he is everything. Like he's everything. He is, he is everything. Like we read about in Colossians, he's the, the preeminence, right? Before him are all things, and in him all things hold together, the word says. So, like, his very word is holding everything together. Um, but but, but what I mean specifically for me in that moment of he is everything is that, like, just coming into that place of, Lord, like, you're all that matters. Like, nothing else matters. Like, I don't care about the stage. I don't care about how much money is in my bank account. I don't care about the um, successes and achievements that others may perceive as being successful. Like, Lord, you, you're everything to me. Jesus, you are everything to me. Like, without you, I don't have the next breath in my lungs, Lord. Without you, like, I don't have anything. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a calling. I don't have anything. Jesus, you are my calling. Amen. Jesus, you are my ministry. Like, how do I please you, Lord? How do I please you, Rabbi? Like, what are you trying to show me? Because as Rabbi, he's going to show us how to... Um, bring glory to the Father, how to minister to the Father, how to love the Father. Um, and you can't mix up, that was something something else that, that I was realizing recently, is you can't mix up the the order of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and, and mind, and strength, and love people as you love yourself, love your neighbor right. as you love yourself. Because if you're loving your neighbor as you love yourself before you try to love the Lord, you're trying to do that apart from that, that ministry right. of Him mm. first. And so you're messing up the order there. Um, and and you, you just can't do that because that's not sustainable. You, you have to be continually in this place of, Lord, how do I minister to your heart? How do I minister to your heart? How do I minister to your heart right. so that I can minister to the hearts of those that you love? Yeah. What you're talking about, it, it makes me ask the question, um, where are my affections? And what is my 
what is my main affection? Is he my main affection? Or are my affections tied up in him and my future and my finances? And I feel like, where are your affections? Um, and what is your inheritance? Uh, and I, I think the Lord said this amazingly um, to the Levites because uh, he was basically dividing out the tribal allotments. Um, you know, you're going to get this land, you're going to get this food, you're going to get, you know, he was giving out gifts and inheritance, inheritances to the different tribes of Israel. But to the priests, which he's made us priests, by the way, to the Levitical priest, he tells them this, this will be their inheritance. I am their inheritance. You are to give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They will eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering. Everything in Israel that is permanently dedicated to the Lord will belong to them. The best of all the first fruits of every kind and contribution of every kind from all your gifts will belong to the priests. You are to give your first batch of dough to the priest so that a blessing may come on your homes. So there is a... <laughs> when we put the Lord first in our affections and we realize he is our inheritance he is our prize not anything he can give me or bless me with he is the possession he is it wow. his imminence is it his omnipotence is it and we when we can grasp that he is the treasure not anything that he can give or bless he is what we're looking for we can understand that then all the other things just take care of themselves because they, they don't matter they fall into place they fall into their position they get their order and if you look here the priests they got their first fruits of everyone else in the land everyone else that was growing stuff that was building stuff that had cattle they had to give the best of the best of the best to the priests because their primary function and job was to minister to the heart of God that was what they did if, if we can come to a place where that is our primary function, we, the, the stuff after that, it will take care of itself. Yeah. So I just thank the Lord that he cares for his people. And not only, not only is uh, he going to give you what you need, but the first fruits, right? <laughs> it's not the bottom of the barrel. It's the top of the barrel. If we prioritize his heart over everything. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he's really, really here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're closing up here, but the, the last thing I, I wanted to ask you, Carl, if you could just share yeah. this with us. For people that are like, man, I I don't even know what you're talking about yeah. when you talk about the presence of God. What do you mean by that? Right. Um, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit before. I never, I've never even heard God speak to me. What do you mean by that? Um, could you kind of help those people out on, on how to begin to step into that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that you should start exactly where Seth was just talking about, about making your very first priority him about making him your inheritance um just 
Okay. Receive this revelation by faith that Jesus is your inheritance, that Jesus is enough, that Jesus is everything, that he's more than enough, that he wants to satisfy every single part of your heart. It's not always going to feel that way. It really doesn't. And, and, and one thing that um, came to mind when, when Seth was just sharing um, what he was sharing is that for the last three years, um, I have been relentlessly, relentlessly, relentlessly chasing after that, Amen. that, 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 um, that's true. Uh, 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 pursuit of Jesus, your everything that no one else sits on the throne of my heart, except you, Yeshua. No one else sits on the throne of my heart, except you, Jesus, not my future wife, not my future job, not my future career, N- nothing like, yeah. And, 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 if I'm being honest, there was so many days where that did not seem like reality to me. Mm. And it didn't feel like the truth because of um, X, Y, or Z. You know, you, you when, when you're young in the faith and, and, and you're, 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 or, or you, you don't have experience like being attentive to the Lord, it's a new thing. Um, anything that happened in my life that was like a stumble or I perceived as I had like slipped and fell. Um, he delivered me from pornography. He delivered me from depression. He delivered me from um, anxiety and hopelessness and drug addiction and, and all these things. However, there was this um, renewing of the mind that had to take place. And so by faith, I had to chase after those things every single day that, that he's enough. There's a lot of days it didn't feel like he was, but he's more than enough, he says, and our lives literally depend on it. So um, for someone who's desiring to become attentive to the voice of the Lord, the best advice I can give you is, is, is to get still. Get still. Like, just be still. Be still and know that he is Lord. Set aside time for him. Set aside a space in your house for him, whether that's like a prayer closet or a room. Heck, give him a whole room if you want. Right. Give him a whole room if you want. Um, but but you have to make space and you have to make room and you have to spend time. It's like anything else. Like if I want to get to know Seth deeply and intimately, if I want to understand who he is, if I want to become familiar with how he speaks, um, with his heart, with um, his desires, with all these things, I have to spend time with him. Spend time with him. Right. It's it's simple. It's it's much simpler than we than we make it. Set aside time with him. Like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, make pursuing him the most important thing. Hmm. Amen. Amen. One one last thing I'll say too uh, is that I think in a lot of circles. Um, we tend to divide maybe the presence of God from the Word of God. Like these are two separate um, things. Like I spend time in the presence of God, but then I read the Word of God. Uh, but I would encourage you to see, <laughs> to not separate the two and to not separate um, really any spiritual experience from the presence of God uh, or any experience for that matter. I mean, working out in the gym can be a spiritual experience with the presence of God if you invite him into that. If you invite his presence into that, oh Lord, what what kind of workout should I do today? <laughs> like choosing to invite him into your everyday life, um, 
as well. But also the scriptures give you the knowledge about who God is. Amen. They, they reveal who he is. And so they actually, when you read that, you are reading the words of God. You are encountering the words of God. Therefore, you are encountering the presence of God with those yeah. words. The reverence for the scriptures um, is so powerful when you can you can read one sentence from Jesus and say, wow, he said this. This is truth. I can set my whole life on this foundation. Wow. And you, you think about that. Like everything else, I know this is true. No matter what anything else is happening around me, this is true. I can set my hope on this right here. And so coming into understanding the truths of God about his character, about who he is, that's going to fuel your intimacy with him. Right. You're going to understand who he is. The more I get to know Carl, the better I'm going to be able to hang out with him because I know what he likes. I know, uh, I know he, you know, enjoys this over here. So we're going to go do that instead. Or, uh, you know, I know that he likes to crack up about these sorts of things. And so I'm going to crack up about those sorts of things. And, um, our, our relationship together grows the more I know about him, what he likes and how he operates and how he is. Um, so the scriptures, I just wanted to emphasize that, um, as well. Um, Amen. and then to ask for the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, ask for the Holy Spirit. He is a gift given to every son and daughter of God, the greatest gift of all time. Hallelujah. Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. Thank you that you give us your spirit, God. Wow. We get the privilege and honor of having his spirit. Uh, that's, that's an excellent truth. <laughs> but uh, Carl, would you would you pray for us um, as you steward this so well? Would you pray that uh, all of us listening to this would begin to step into that more and give us a blessing in that area? Whew. Yeah, I would love to. Father, I just thank you, God. Father, I thank you that you shower us, Lord, with your affection. You shower us, God, with your devotion towards us, God. But it's not about that, God. We want to shower our devotion towards you. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that everyone under the sound of my voice, God, would begin to encounter you, would begin to encounter your nearness, Father. God, right now, in Jesus' name, we choose, God, in this moment to draw near to you. God, because your word says that when we draw near to you, you draw near to us, God. And I, by faith, God, bless every heart, God, that is suffering right now. Every heart that feels distant, every heart that feels lacking. In Jesus' name, we bind up every broken heart in Jesus' name. And God, we just thank you for taking us to deeper places in your heart, deeper places through your word, Lord. I pray that you would speak over all of us today, God, that that in unity, God, we could grow up to be mature, whole, complete, and satisfied beyond um, our wildest imagination in you alone, Jesus. You are our calling. You Mm. are our ministry. You are our life. You are our very breath, Lord. So Jesus, would you go with us, go before us, and prepare the way into deeper places into your heart. Keep us attentive to your voice. Holy Spirit, speak and release revelation. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would guide us into all truth. Amen. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carl. Uh, well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Bread and Wine podcast. Uh, be sure and share it with anybody in your life that really needs to hear this. Um, we should be on all platforms where you get your podcasts. Um, and then, too, if you're in Middle Tennessee or close to this area, uh, we want to invite you um, to a Friday night gathering that we have where our whole purpose is to minister to the heart of God together, to practice that and to learn that. So um, if you're in the area, we would love to see you on Friday night. Uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, rooted.tn, for all the information on that. Um, but otherwise, God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next time.